So absolute pleasure today to have great friend uh, Faisal on the podcast for the second time. I think we were my best on this. That was like 82 episodes ago. Um, <laughs> very much. Uh, today's conversation is going to be fascinating and quite scary in some respects, I think. So it's on how you essentially uh, beat the coronavirus and survived it because you uh-huh. actually contracted the coronavirus, didn't you? Yes, I did actually. Yeah. Um, this was actually in Morocco where we thought there were 20 cases in the whole country. And uh, uh, it turned out that I'm one of the 20. <laughs> um, so it's, um, it was uh, one of these things. Now, obviously, guys, you can probably hear me. I'm not 100% in terms of my, uh, my uh, pronunciation because I, after the corona, um, uh, hitting my tonsils, uh, my ears, it hit some of the nerves in my face as well where it kind of paralyzed my face on one side. So uh, my, my pronunciation might not be 100% still, but I hope you guys can understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it will give a lot of people like inspiration and like hope also for anyone else who they're going through it themselves or they've got a family member going through it. They're like, this is beautiful and you can come through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So basically how it all started was with a little scratch on my, on my, uh, my uh, throat. Uh, I had a couple of guys, uh, you know, having dinner with me in my place. I was, I was actually uh, just to, just to quickly brief that down. Uh, I was prepping uh, for a show um, in, in Morocco at that time uh, from, from February all the way to April. So, um, uh, you know, I had myself a lot, nice little place there. I was training at a gym my life was just completely bodybuilding. And uh, that night I had a couple of guys coming over um, to, to have uh, their, they brought their dinner with them. I had my meal and everything. And it kind of started with that little scratch. And I thought, you know, maybe I've had a, a cold, a cold drink or something, or maybe the weather wasn't good. And it just escalated from that point until I got to a stage. Uh, this was on the 14th of, uh, of March. So I got to about five days later with 40 degree plus, you know, uh, temperature. I started seeing things in my bedroom. I started hallucinating. Um, I started speaking to the people around me in the, in the bedroom when there was no one, no one was there. And um, it got to a stage where I had to pick up the phone and call the embassy to bring me home. And um, at that point, uh, they were like, okay, listen, if you have high temperature, we can't do anything you know, until your temperature comes down, then you can, you know, board the flight basically. So, um, I, I did everything I can. I kind of learned how to bring it down using paracetamol and, uh, you know, some, uh, they, they've given me some antibiotics. They thought it was tonsillitis actually up there. And, uh, as soon as I got, you know, I got myself six hour drive to Marrakesh, got back on the plane. It, 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 you know, Corona virus was on full, you know, uh, full aggression, as we say. Um, I came back, isolation, I couldn't breathe. Um, I started, again, hallucinating. Um, it, my temperature went up back to 40. Uh, my face was was like, I couldn't even explain it. You know, my, my throat was like, I've just swallowed a cactus. Um, and, and I wouldn't, you know, the simplest things you can think of, like drinking a sip of water, that, that was a luxury for me at that point. And um, 
uh, and that you know, like food and stuff like that, that was just nothing. I mean, I started my prep was I was 97 kilos shredded getting ready for a show coming back to London. I was 86 kilos and there's nothing on me because there's no food. There's no, no drink. All I could do is just take my medicine and just keep put until, until, you know, I feel a little bit better trying to have a soup or, or, or some oats. Did, you know, did, I, I creamed that, you know. quite quickly then did it come on like fast? Like you initially thought it was obviously like a sore throat and then it started <clears throat> to sort of kick in or. It, it was, as I said, it was a little scratch and then it just, that scratch kind of got longer and longer and longer until it caught my whole throat as if someone just slipped my throat, you know, with, with a knife. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, the, the things that came along with it, was even worse, you know, like the temperature, the, uh, the headache, the, 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 the sweating and, and obviously the hallucinating. I mean, I, I never thought this was whatever would ever happen to me. You know, I, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Charlie, it's scary because you're sitting in a room and you think people are standing over your bed and you're talking to them, you know, and that's, that's actually crazy. You think like, seriously, could this really happen to a human being? And that's obviously because of the temperature being so high, you don't know what you're doing anymore. So I started putting I started putting my head in the freezer just for me to bring my temperature down. I didn't know what to do. I'm alone. Um, you know, the gyms are closed. I'm I'm a foreigner over there. You know, I'm I'm you know, I'm away from home, so I don't know many people. So by the time the embassy actually said, "Okay, you know, there's a flight tomorrow. You need to get your your backside on there." Then, you know, this was like, "You know what? I need to find the strength somewhere to 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 come home." Because at that point, even though I was convinced that wasn't even Corona, because there was 20 cases in the whole country, you know, so I thought, you know, what, it's impossible. I just, I'm probably just More ill. probability and averages, you'd have to be very unlucky, obviously, which you were. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, once we, once we landed, this was the problem, because I got tested here, and they were like, <laughs> okay, you need to get in, my friend. So they, they got me to uh, an isolation center, which is a hospital. And uh, they put me in this uh, this weird shower. Um, they they had like a chemical shower that you know one day I could post to you guys <laughs> on Instagram. And um, they they have to like shower you down with kind of a I wouldn't call it chemical. I don't know some kind of substance to to kill the virus around you. Um, and I just they just kept me there until uh, obviously the temperature started to subside. You know to kind of come down a little bit. The uh, the throat started to come a little bit better, obviously with hot drinks and everything, but still I, the aggression of, of the, of the virus wasn't easy at all. I mean, I mean, here we're talking about someone who was getting ready for a show, strong, you know, muscular, you know, you call it, you know, I'm, I'm 39 years old. I'm not that old, but in the same time you think, you know, it could hit anyone. It's where people think, you know, it hits children elderly no it hits where you're where you're weakest so if you had a problem for example with your ear when you're a kid it'll probably go right in there and this is what happened with me because I had a problem with my right ear since I was a kid and it went right into there and uh, now obviously you know struggling with the with the with the nerve um, on, on the right hand you know right hand the right side of my face it kind of makes a lot of sense now of, of what's going on uh, but it's, as I said, we need to, we need to, we need to fight. That's the, this is the fight that we have to, you know, put up with is to stay healthy, keep, keep your immune system nice and good, you know, 
um, you know, try to try your best to stay at home, as we said, you know. How, um, how quickly is it taking you to recover from like what, what's been the sort of time scale like? Have you like, come back to life, start to again? Like, do you mm. have a ventilator or anything like that? Yes. Um, the last two days they wanted, they put me on a, on a, on a ventilator. Um, just because they thought my breathing wasn't hundred percent. The respiration wasn't, wasn't, it was like below 80 or something like that. Uh, and then within, within a day it went back to 96. So they were like, Oh, you're fine. But because what's happened here, the, 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 the fortunate thing that what happened was when I got back to London, I managed to meet the doctor. Um, and she said to me, where was the first symptom? So she kind of calculated how many days, I've been having it. So when I got back to London, it felt like I was right at the end of it. So um, if we say the 14th, I got rid of it by the 20th. Uh, sorry, 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 not the 20th, by the 24th. Okay. Well, so 10 days, 10 days, this is where it hit me the hardest. And then uh, the 28th, I went back to the hospital for my uh, Bell's palsy. And, yeah. um, that, that was, they took a swab and they were like, yeah, you know, you've got, you've got some antibodies in there. That means you've gone over, you've, you've, you've passed it. So, you know, they, they even gave me a clap and, and, and then, you know, in the, uh, in the hospital, I was like, well, that's amazing. What, what, what were the uh, NHS staff like? Oh my God, man. Uh, this is, this is, this is a, this is a completely different subject here because the, the calmness, you know, even, even though with, with, us being so, you know, in, in, in panic mode, all of us around here, uh, they were calm and uh, so efficient to a stage where I was like, you know what, there's nothing wrong with the, with the country because it's impossible that we're, you know, we're, you know, th there's, there's a whole pandemic going on here and these guys are so calm. But then at the same time, you see the speed of the efficiency of, of the work. It's just unbelievable. You know, everyone's just doing something and everyone's just, you know, obviously, I think, I think mostly what I saw was the ambulance. Uh, the ambulances were really busy uh, rather than the actual uh, hospitals inside. But again, as I said, the efficiency wouldn't allow you to see how busy they are because they're working just like a clock. You know, they're, they're, they're just so, so efficient. Um, and obviously they're very calm. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even mention anything about the coronavirus inside there. They're just, you know, they're just carrying on with the work like a normal day, but I know I can see it. I can feel it. You know, as you walk in there, you know, there's something not right. Yeah. I'm saying do you find, obviously you've been away for a little while in Morocco. Did you find when you came back into the UK, there very much felt like there was an atmosphere, but I traveled back in from Canada and like, the, air, the airports felt eerie, like everywhere feels very, very on edge. Yes, yes. I mean, obviously, um, I had a, a six-hour drive uh, from Tangier, which is the uh, north of Morocco, down to more like middle of Morocco. So six-hour drive to, to Marrakesh. Um, uh, as soon as I got to Marrakesh, the, the army went down to, to, the, to, the, to the streets. And um, by that time, I was... Uh, the sort of the the, the how would you call it the, the radius of, of the of the airport so they just had to let me in anyway and as soon as I got into the airport this is where I felt like okay this doesn't look like a normal day 
everyone obviously is away from each other. Everyone's like on the phone, panic. Um, uh, I wouldn't, it's not even a panic. I don't know what it is. You can, you can tell there's an atmosphere that isn't really comfortable. Uh, the embassies are grabbing um, their their citizens, you know, like shouting out like who's who's from America, who's from England, who's, you know, they're trying to get their, their people uh, checked in ASAP to, to get on the flights. Uh, but then the, the weirdest thing was on the plane, you know, knowing us being British, <laughs> we, everyone was drinking. <laughs> so everyone was drinking alcohol. Everyone was happy not, to be Not home. including you, I presume, Faisal. Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. I, I was, I was, you know, uh, I was in a state, you know, I, uh, three hours felt like 20 hours trying to get home. And, uh, but everyone, everyone seemed too chilled on the plane, you know, I'm thinking like, you guys are okay. Are you sure you're good? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, uh, th this was the experience of it. And uh, as soon as I landed, you know, there, there was a team down there. They were like, listen, everyone gets, uh, everyone needs to be seen. So that, okay. And that this is where, where they're like, okay, you go home, you come with us. And uh, so, yeah, I was taken straight away. and. Uh, it was, uh, it, it was, I was lucky because if we didn't have that kind of service here or this kind of, uh, I wouldn't even call it a service. I mean, this kind of care, uh, we, we would have been all dead, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, and, this, and you know, a lot of people are, are speaking about the NHS being so slow about things or maybe not taking the, the correct precautions and, you know, the countries not being locked down properly. But I think, I think, I think there's so much you can do uh around you know you can't you can't stop people from going shopping for food and stuff like that so there there is a there is a uh how would i say that i mean there is a there's a kind of a a balance between what they're trying to do and what how they're containing the virus so i i really appreciate you know how much uh i've been looked after and uh i appreciate obviously what the, what they're trying to do so yeah i understand i agree with you i think like I think the UK took a fairly sensible approach with everything we've done. We haven't gone too overboard with anything. Absolutely. It's been uh, measured and as controlled as possible, to be honest with you, without going overboard. The fact where, like, you're not allowed to go outside and exercise. I think some people are taking the piss, but, um, like, the vast majority of people are incredibly respectful. And I think this has given people a lot of thought mm. about uh, appreciating the smaller things in life. Because, like, Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. A liberty and freedom of like you can't go to the gym you can't like for me the only things that have really changed i can't go to the gym and i can't go out for dinner and like you suddenly realize those small things you take for granted to have the ability to do um are taken away from you and you suddenly probably appreciate your freedom so much more of course i mean uh, I, I said this uh not long ago i mean if we don't manage to uh realize or how to like take the opportunity to grow from this experience that means we're never going to grow no. So um, I, I think I think from this experience, we our freedom was kind of taken away from us, and we have to appreciate you know what we have in terms of uh, family, friends, um, you know, colleagues, and 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 just people around your neighbor. You know, I don't I haven't seen my neighbor for for God knows maybe six months now because I've been away for that long. You know, um, so it's it's the little things that that I try to now look back into and think you know what. Maybe I should reach out to my old friends, you know, like the guys who were, you know, they were just busy and like, I, I do miss them now. And 
Um, you know, part of, again, as you said, the gym, our only outlet, our only place where you can actually vent and it's been <laughs> taken away from us, you know? So imagine, I can imagine, you know, relationships at home, um, you know, you know, to clashes, uh, you know, dads don't want to be around the children for a little while, you know, it's, it's normal. But again, as I said, it creates a bond. We should really grow uh, and, and, and learn from this experience. Um, but uh, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a question that I actually did want to ask you. How are you training? Uh, I'm very fortunate. I a uh, neighbor who works for me, who I've basically been self-isolating with, has a full home studio and gym. So, oh, fantastic. so I'm very, very fortunate. And again, I appreciate the small things like that. So we've got a full power rack cable machine dumbbells up to 30 kilos so uh oh, that's very I'm good very fortunate that it's again like as i've said a lot of times this is an opportunity and it's been an opportunity to me to go back and try and do something different so like in terms of training absolutely a lot of different things now like um learning to front squat something i've never been able to do so i set a goal i want to be able to do 140 kilos in three weeks and i'll be able to do that next week and it's like breaking things down and giving yourself like um specific with targets and goals during phases like this is the real like vital thing that I think everybody needs to do to be honest with you to try and see yourself. hundred um, uh, percent. How I look at things now, I mean, in terms of us being athletes, it's time now for us to be more creative and uh, use whatever we have um, in, in, you know, we, we have, we all have bands. We all have a little bit of dumbbells here and there, but it's, 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 a, it's how you can uh, create your own, uh, exercises that, that fit you now and how to, you know, how to be creative and more, you know, use your imagination a little bit more. Uh, I think, I think that would give a lot of people more experience uh, once they're back into the gym and obviously they'll, they'll give them more kind of appreciation to what they, what they have in the gym too. Maybe they start putting their, their, their weights back. <laughs> yeah, I've been making a lot of like sick uh, home bodyweight workouts and I'm doing a few of them myself did a few live ones and literally it's horrendous how difficult they are when you do them correctly and I think people yeah. take for granted necessarily how uh how hard some of these things can be if you make them difficult but you have I to mean I've been uh, yeah I've been I've been asked a lot for for home workouts nowadays uh it's it's been selling quite well actually I don't know about yourself but um I've heard a lot of people are doing really well selling home workouts yeah there's a, there's a huge well the thing is people have got a massive problem that they need help with at the moment so and that's mm. what the fitness industry needs to do is try and help people um like in terms of like obviously your recovery from the coronavirus did you find anything in particular sort of sped things up or was there anything in particular you've been doing or you're doing a hundred percent i mean uh, uh, to be honest with you here um i relied a lot a lot on uh on hot teas and a lot of people think oh we've heard that before but guys listen when you make your own hot tea, and I'm not saying a tea bag that has that says lime and ginger on it. No, you actually grind. I mean, you you grate your own ginger, soak it in water, put your lime on the side. You know, start making things at home, guys. You know, buying things off the counter. You know, it's all great. It's all convenient and everything. But this is your time to learn. And this is your time to actually start maybe you know, doing more organic things, you know, like, you know, like cooking your, 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 you don't have to open a pack of rice, not cook your rice, start doing things the way that it should be. And do you know what you're saying uh, about small things? That's a small thing that I've really appreciated is actually like cooking a lot more myself now. 
Um, Absolutely. Because I'm, I'm at home and I just sort of like, at the moment, I'm going to take my calories up and focus on strength training and I'm going to mm-hmm. like try and make this a different phase in my life of just trying new things, to so try new training, trying new nutrition approaches, trying new, I've got tons of recipes in my recipe book that I've got that I've, I haven't even yeah. done a lot of them. So it's um, loads of cool stuff. 100%, 100%. As I said, I mean, for me personally, what actually helped me a lot was, um, uh, first of all, first of all, this is this is really important for a lot of people. If you do ever get that kind of scratch in your throat, believe me, guys, apple cider vinegar with a bit of salt and warm water and gargle with that three times a day. I swear to God, guys, it did actually cure me. And this is not a joke. I mean, I actually couldn't eat at some point because of how it felt. But as soon as I do that, it soothes it down a little bit where I can start putting some food in me. It does go back to being, you know, quite bad, but at least it soothes it down a little bit until you get to your next meal. And this actually helped a lot. I mean, now I'm doing it religiously because it just feels so good, uh, you know, for, for the throat, for the teeth, um, uh, you know. And, and on top of that, I was doing ginger, lime, and honey. Yeah. Um, obviously, organic honey, uh, yeah. uh, ginger, you know, uh, lime, and, and it, it works. I've been, uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, chamomile tea before sleeping. Because obviously, when, you know, it, it helps with your, you know, regulating your temperature. Um, uh, you know, things, little things like that, fennel teas and stuff like that, but try guys to actually make it yourself. If you can get hold of anywhere around you where you can, you know, grab the actual plants, that would be much more beneficial for you. Um, and, and it does work guys. Believe me, these things do work. Your immune system. The thing is, Charlie, what we don't understand is that we, we understand that we grow in the, in, in the kitchen. We break down muscle in 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 the gym we know that but we don't realize that when we're when we're training we're exposed you know your immune system still still is on the edge when we're when we're on high peak compromised yeah when you're yeah your immune system by training exactly so so what happens here is that you still need to go home and you still need to boost that up and what happens here is that a lot of people think oh you guys are athletes you're fine no we're not fine we're exposed you know, we're actually exposed because what we, when we train, we train with, you know, uh, you know, vests and we're sweating and there's wind around us. There's, there's all sorts of bacteria around us. We, we touch things in the gym. We don't know who's sitting on, sorry for saying that, but we don't know who's sitting on the bench before us. We could grab anything. So, so it's, it's one of these things where we don't, we don't realize until this happened. We didn't ever, we never realized until this happened now. So for me now, I look at it and think, you know what? My immune system is actually so important that, you know, I used to miss my, my vitamin tablets just because, you know what? I'm prepping. I'm eating vegetables and I'm eating all that. Now, this is the first thing I look at. You know, go back to your vitamins. Go back to your minerals. You know, like take them. You know, don't, don't just leave them because you're prepping for a show or you're getting ready for an event. Or, As people's you know, opportunity is so, so stupid and short-sighted, like... The most, like, I put together as soon as this came out, like a supplement cheat sheet and stuff to help boost your immune system. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of people are reluctant to necessarily put, like, invest in their health. But what people don't understand is that the healthier your body is, the mm-hmm. longer it will be and the better your ability will have to repair muscle tissue to grow, to be leaner. Because if your body is performing and in, like, peak optimal state, like, whatever your goal is to burn muscle or build body fat, it will do it faster. There's no doubt about that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, uh, I mean, look, look at us. I mean, every time, 
you probably experienced that yourself. Every time you hit a, you hit like a peak, like where you think, okay, I'm, I'm stage ready right now. Most of us fall ill after, after the show. Yeah. You know, your body's compromised. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Look so cool. this gives you an indicator. Weakest leg. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the indicator right here. It's, it's telling you, listen, you've took, you've taken me off the cliff. Now it's time for me to relax. If you're not going to let me relax, I'm going to break. So, you know, this is, this is where we have to be a little bit smarter and, and actually start doing something about that, that, uh, you know, your immune, the immune system. And we never, we always thought about our, you know, uh, uh, the, the nervous system after training, uh, how to sleep, how to, we, we tackled everything in, in, in bodybuilding. But then when we looked at, when I started looking back into my books now, I, I had really minimal stuff, which is really stupid of me, to be honest with you. I'm not, not going to lie. You know, I looked at it. I'm thinking like, why did I look after all these things when I was getting ready for the show? Why did I have to do it now? You know, which is, uh, which is an eye opener. I'm not going to lie. You know, this is this, I put my hand up on this and say, you know what guys, you know, it's my bad. 100%. Well, um, obviously to sort of take some sort of conclusions out of the situation, I think some of the things people would obviously need to gravitate in the situation is how serious this is. Like was yeah. there you particularly saw whilst you're in hostel, which was like very eye opening for you or anything throughout that? Um, as I said, uh, Charlie, I mean, the first thing I did, I, I probably, from the, one of the first things that I did was when I, when I woke up, I mean, I say woke up, I woke up from that 40.2 degree, um, uh, temperature. I actually text you and three other people that I actually really missed. Okay. And when I say that, I didn't, I, I'm not saying it like, you know, that I missed in terms of friendship and stuff. It's, it's one of these things where, where you think I had a chance to, to speak to those guys last month. And I decided that I was so consumed with my own things, with my own world that I would think, you know what, I'll do it later. And these are the things that I don't want to do anymore. If I, if I feel like I need to speak to someone and if I need to reach out to someone, I'm just going to pick up my phone and call from now on. It made me realize how small the world is because of technology, but at the same time, it is us who are trying to separate from each other. So it's kind of, you know, even, even in, in, our, in our industry, I've realized there's a lot of, uh, our, the industry kind of started to lack class because we started to insult each other because of the way we look. Do you see what I mean? There was no, it was at, at the end, even before the coronavirus, I was, I was sitting down a lot of times on, on, on social media and I see the insults coming from, Oh, look at this guy. He doesn't have, he doesn't have abs. This guy doesn't have this. This doesn't have that. This guy doesn't have this. He's the, he can't pose and he can't, well, hold on for a second, guys. I thought we we're all this in together, you know? And I, I, I now I appreciate, um, 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 the industry. I appreciate you guys as athletes. I appreciate um, me standing with you guys and talking in, in expos and um, because it was all taken away from us. We never appreciated it in the beginning. So these, this is the eye opener for me more than the actual virus itself. It's the freedom that, that was taken away from us, Charlie. 100%. And like, you suddenly realize how vulnerable your freedom is let alone your health in these sort of situations how everything 100 uh, like it's funny what you're saying that about reaching out to people I often like 
I don't, I admittedly don't speak to my parents enough. So like, I think oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it later. And then like I get tired by the end of the day, I think oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And the same thing you were saying there is like, you always put these things off, but then like in your last moments of life or whenever you think you've got a problem, that's when you suddenly realize you need to make time and reprioritize maybe what is more important. Uh, yeah, yeah, spend yeah. time with yeah i mean um as i said um uh, previously um i uh, you know my parents uh live somewhere they live in surrey i live in hertfordshire now um and uh now not being able to just see them i'm like hold on for a second facetime's not the same but you know like i could have driven down you know at least twice a week it's only an hour drive and i'm thinking like you know what uh maybe maybe that should change <laughs> you know <laughs> that should change yes um yeah i think it's just reprioritizing like not that other things are less important but you just need to maybe take the context of the situation sometimes with like you won't always have the opportunity to speak to friends family loved ones and just i think maybe i think this is one benefit we can all take from it will give us a little bit more awareness in that respect 100% 100% but uh, i'm glad you're training uh, because I want, I'm not looking forward to training at any point soon now because of what my face is going through. <laughs> but uh, I wish everyone uh, uh, an amazing workout at home because you know it works. Whatever, whatever lets your your mind settle and meditate the correct way, then I'm I'm with it. You know, uh, don't don't listen to the to the people that say, oh, you're not going to grow through. Um, you know, through training at home or, you know, it's not beneficial. It's not going to do anything. It's not about that guys. It's about, it's about you. It's about you. You know, um, if, if you feel like you want to do it, then guys do it. If it, if it's, uh, if it's benefiting you mentally, uh, mental health at this point is really, really important. So whatever works for you guys, you keep doing it and I'm here to support. Yeah. Likewise, likewise. Thank you for the, the wise words and the words of wisdom, I think, from your own personal experience. But, uh, thank you. Thank you, Charlie, for having me, actually. Quite a very few things open up about this sort of situation. So I think a lot of people take a huge amount of value. And so I hope everyone listening obviously enjoyed that and took some uh, somber thoughts and some serious perspective from it. Uh, oh, 100%. On a uh, more positive note, I by the time this podcast is released, I'll be able to announce it. But I've been working... Why we get up every day at half four to do work is I've probably launched the built probably the best eight week training program for men and women, which is now I've reduced massively in price so everyone can afford it because I can appreciate people's financial positions. So it's actually now 70% off at 37 pounds a month for Shredder Mate and the same price for Sculpt Mate. So if anyone wants to grab a place on that, that will be available in the link below the podcast. And I'll actually be giving away a place for each of the programs for anyone who leaves a review from myself and Faisal in the podcast and shares it with their story uh, of giving away one program, place in each program uh, every week for the next few weeks. So uh, please enter, guys. Please leave us a review. Please uh, check out Faisal. What was your Instagram? Uh, the Dictator 23. <laughs> the Dictator 23 who crushed coronavirus. That's good. Yes, I How to beat the coronavirus. Um, yep. So I love that. So thank you so much for your time, dude. And uh, thank you. Speedy recovery. Thanks a lot. Have a